Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church uh, Podcast, episode 86. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you more on this Bible study of Book of Job. And as you know, we ended with the Book of Job yesterday chapter number 10 we went through verses Job 8 to 10 and basically as we went through these things as we go through a quick review we learned we learned Bilbad who belongs to the people of the Shunanite answered and said that Job cannot allow to continue these words and not be right but prefer to listen to the sound wind in other words he was talking to Job about repenting and stop doing the things wrong alright and then in chapter 9 we heard Job's reply to his speech and basically, Job did not disagree with Bill Bad, Bill Dad's speech, but Job <coughs> thought that Bill Dad's advice was too simple. Bill Bad seemed to think that the man, by his good behavior, can force God to help him, but no one can control God. Okay, Job repented, repeated to his ideal that people are weak, and that is everybody does wrong. Thing against God. Bilbad said that God would help a good man, but Job knew that nobody is perfect. No one deserves God's help. We should be humble and we should pray for that help. Alright? Then we went into chapter number 10 and Job prays to God. And in this chapter, Job was thinking about himself. Rather, he was thinking about, wasn't thinking about himself. Rather, he was thinking about God. Job could not explain God's attitude, God's careful, designedly Job body. But now God seems to be punishing Job without reason. In fact, as we see, what we saw in Job 8, 1, 8 through 12, God was not punishing Job. Really, God was proud of Job, and the devil caused Job problems. But Job did not know that fact, okay? So now we're going to pick up in verse chapter number 11. And his third friend is Zopar, and he's going to give Job his first speech. So let's go to the book Let's go to the book of Job, chapter number 11. The book of Job, chapter number 11. And we're going to start in verse 1. And it says, And answered Zopar the Nebnite, and said, Should not the multitudes of the words be answered? And should a man full of talk be justified? Should they lie... Make men holy their peace. And when thou mockest, shall no, shall no man make thee ashamed? 
For thou hast said, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in thy eyes. But, the, but oh, that the God would speak and open his lips against thee, and that thou would should thee in secret of wisdom, that they are doubled, and so that is which is known thereof, that God exacted of thee less than thy inquiry deserve. Cast thou by searching to find out God. Canst thou find the Almighty unto perfection? Is it as high as heaven? What canst thou do deeper than hell? What canst thou know? The measure thereof is longer than the earth, and the border than the sea. If he cuts off and shut up, or gathers together, then who can hinder him? For he knows that the vain man he is seeing wickedness also, will he not then consider it? For vain men would be wise through this man to be born like a wild donkey colt. If thou preparest the heart and stretch out thy hands toward him, if iniquity to be in thy hands, put it far away, and let not the wicked dwell in thy tabernacle. For then shall thou lift up thy face without spot, yea, thou shalt be steffed, and shalt not hear, because thou shalt forgive thy misery, and remember it is as water that passed away, and then thy age shall be clean, cleaner than the noonday. Thou shalt shine forth, thou shalt be as the morning, and thou shalt be secure, because there is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. Also shalt thou lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. Ye many shall make suit unto thee. But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall, shall be as giving up the ghost. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us as we start this Bible study, Lord. We just ask you to guide us. We just ask you to anoint these words. We just ask you to help us learn it and apply it to our lives. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Now, this is Zophar's first speech. And, it, and the title of this thing that I've been studying for this Bible study says, God is kind. Now, verse 1 gives us that Zohar, who belongs to the people called Nimanites, reply, okay? He said, verse 2, it must answer Job's many words. I must answer Job's many words cannot agree that his long speech was right. So here are, he's introducing who he is, the Bible is, and then verse 2 is telling him that he's got to answer Job's words about this situation. Verse 3, Job is a man that shouldn't should be silent when he hears your foolish words. Someone must stop you when you laugh at our words. Now, that means 
he thinks Job is also being a fool for some of the stuff that he is saying, okay? And he is telling him he needs to be silent and listen to us. And verse 4 is going to cover claiming that he is innocent. He's saying that he is innocent. This was Opar saying that was his right. But if God spoke, he would accuse you. That's what Zopar is saying. Okay? So what we're going to do now, we're basically going to go to verse... Uh, we're going to study what we've learned here. We just read... Again, verse, we're going to read verses 1 through 3 of chapter 11. And the answer of Zopar, the Nehemiah, and said... Should not the multitudes of your words be answered? And should a man full of talk be justified? Should thy slies make men hold their peace? And when thou mocketh, shall no man make thee ashamed? I want to apologize here. I forgot to put my um, phone on break for the podcast. But we're going to continue. And I hope that you heard the reading okay. So we're going to look at, we're going to explore now these first three voiced vo- verses here in Job chapter 11 of Zopar, okay? And basically these first three verses, and this is what is talking about these first three verses. Zopar <coughs> was unhappy when he heard Job's words. Job explained in Job chapter 10 verses 13 to 17 suggested that God may be cruel. So Zophar wanted to remind Job that in fact God is kind and Zophar was not sure that Job was a good man. So Zophar encouraged Job to stop any evil behavior and then Zophar said God would help Job. So basically Listening to this, he brung himself down to our lower opinion to God, um, to Job. You know, he came here to help Job, and he sees Job bashing the other two friends' advice. He he says, "What nerve you are doing to this!" And I'm not even sure if you're a good man. And then Zopar also told him that you need to go to God and ask God. To forgive you and help you to stop this evil behavior. Alright? Well, let's look at verses 4 and 5 now to see what he said again. For thou hast said, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in thy eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips against thee. Now, here, now, Zopar is getting ready to explain in verse 4 and 5 why he just told Job what he felt. And at the start of Job's friends believed that Job was a good man. But they could not explain why God would allow an innocent man to suffer. So they started to think that Job might in fact be evil. In the end, Zippah would accuse Job clearly. Okay. Zopar expanded, showing his doubts about Job's character. Zopar said that he was wise enough 
to understand a secret about God. This secret was a, that God was really kind, even to Job. This seems strange statement because Job was suffering so much. Zotar explained that Job deserved punishment for his evil behavior, but God was kind and punishment would be more worse. But God was kind, the punishment would be more worse if God punished Job for every evil deed. Now, when Job heard this, his attitude changed. He became bolder. He realized that his friend's words were in fact evil. And we'll find that more in Job 13.7. He warned them not to accuse him unfairly. In Job 13.10, when we get there, he told them about God's deeds. All right? And Job realized that he needed to trust God. Job knew that nobody else would help him. Okay, now here we have the three friends, the four friends came to him. I thought he was a good man, which we know Job was because the book of Job tells us in chapter 1 that Job was a good man and shunned evil and he followed God's way. But all of a sudden, as they were sitting there, seeing what happened, seeing the destruction of Job's property, seeing the destruction of his kids' his house being destroyed and they got killed, seeing Job and what he was going through, they had to, they started in their human self trying to think, well, maybe Job wasn't the goodest man as we thought. But I want to say here, before we go on, we don't have a right we don't have a right to judge people. Okay? When we come in to console people, no matter if they're evil, no matter if they're happy, no matter if they're good, we need to not be stupid and say, well, you know what? God did all this to him for a reason, so he must be a madman. But let me tell you something. Before we wanted to make that judgment, and I said this yesterday. We need to look at our own lives first and take care of our sins in our life before we can take care of somebody else's. And if you're out there, give me an amen. Because let me tell you something, saints. A lot of people do this. They come and can be loving. But then they start seeing the, room, the, the the situation that they're in or they're hearing. And so they, they make judgment on people. And it's not our place to judge people. It's our place. It's our place. It's our place to make things right with God ourselves. And it's our place to then help others with their needs. Okay? God don't want us to judge. God wants us to be kind. Now, these three friends should have saying, you know, God is going to help you through. 
God will help you through everything you're going through. And we already know in verse 10 that Bilbad, Job agreed with Bilbad to a point. But he's trying to tell Bildad that, hey, no one is perfect. We all are short of sin. Now, that's probably riled up why it riled up so far. Because he's next. And Job just basically said, well, you know what? We all are sinners. People don't like to be reminded for what they are and for what they have done in their past. And that's why they shouldn't have did thinking that Job would want to think the same way. Now, we're going to go to verses 7 through 11 to pick up. Now, Bill, now Zopar is still talking here. Canest thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find the Almighty unto perfection? It is as high as heaven. What canst thou do deeper than hell? Can thou know it? The measure thereof is longer than the earth, and the borders than the sea. If ye cut off and shut up all gathered together, then who can hinder him? For he knows vain men and seeth wickedness. Also will he not then consider it for consider it. Okay? Now let's discuss what these verses are telling us here. Okay? Verses 7 to 11, he's telling Job here. Zophar's words in verse 7 to 9 are like God's words in Job 38 verses 4 to 5. And Job 38 and 19. God said these things to teach Job about God's greatness. But Zophar wanted to frighten Job. Zophar was saying God is a very is very great. He would not do anything wrong. Job, you are suffering, so you are clearly an evil man. You have no right even to speak to God. You do not deserve to ask God why you are suffering. Ain't that sad? When they are not getting their point across, and people do this all the time, when they're not getting, think they're not being heard, or thinks things are not being mentioned, they go to scare tactics. They bring out the holy and brimstone of the Bible. This to scare them enough to get their way. And their way of these first three friends basically want him to repent from being an evil man and not considering what God wants. Let me tell you something, saints. Let me tell you something, saints. <coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are acting up. <coughs> Let me tell you something here. It brings me back to the woman in the Bible in the New Testament when Jesus was sitting down resting, playing with a stick. A woman came running up upon him and men chasing her because they found her fornicating with another man than her husband. 
And what they said, they, they, they seen it was Jesus. And they said, Rabbi, this woman sinned. Take care of her. And Jesus says, fine. She has sinned. But let the first one who has no sin throw the stone. First stone. And meanwhile, Jesus was writing in the dirt. And he probably was writing these all these men's sins down of what they did. They reminded him of what they did. And one by one, they left. And they wasn't happy about it. So I think this is why now all of a sudden they wanted to get over Job. And they are pointing out the thing saying, Hey, you're scaring, we're going to scare him into this. I had something go on in my life recently, a few years ago. And, you know, God's not telling me not to talk about it, so we're not going to talk about that. So we're going to move on. But basically, what is being stated here is that we don't abuse our time or our friends. Just impress our will on somebody else. We got to take care of our own life first. We got to go to God and pray about it. With the situation. We just can't assume. Just because Job lost all of his friends. Lost all of his money. Lost all of this or that. Don't mean Job was a bad person. Don't mean God is punishing him. But they assumed. And you can't assume. I learned something. I'm not going to say exactly. Working for this place called Letica Corporation. In a production meeting. Shift meeting. <coughs> and. The general foreman said. I'm not going to say exactly what he said. But you can't assume. That the lids are just going to fit with no problems. If you see a problem. Because that assuming will bite you in the butt. So you can't assume that someone is evil. Just because maybe they don't attend every church service. And that's why they're being punished. You can't assume. That. Like my little cousin went to jail. Soon, 37 years old. Didn't do nothing with defending herself. From another client. In a group home. Lied and said it was her and put her in jail for three days. You can't say that she was a bad person because she's not. But people hear that she was in jail. Then he must have did it. We got to stop that kind of thinking. All right. And stop trying to scare people into what you think. All right. Now. We're going to go to verses 12. Verse 12. For the next thought. It says. For vain man would be wise. Though a man to be born like a wild donkey goat. Or as the Bible says. A wild ass. Zophar did not, Zophar did not even think that Job would learn anything. 
you can read more about the wild donkey animal nobody controls such animals and Zopar thought that Job's attitude were entirely wrong isn't that sad in fact they're trying to encourage this man to ask for repentance and these three men are basically sinning themselves isn't that sad because they're trying to impose their own will on him what they feel and they're trying to use things to make him feel that way I think that is very very sad saints very very sad oh Verses 13 to 14. Let's read. And it says, If thou prepare thy heart and stench out thy hands towards you, if iniquities be in thy hands, put it far away, and let not the wicked dwell in the tabernacle. Job was well known for his good character. That's sad. So Zophar thought that Job's evil deeds must be secret. Jesus also taught that God sees our private behaviors. In other words, God knows our life. We can't do things in secret. We might fool people around the in the in, around the humans, but we can't fool God. He sees all. And what nerve that these guys were trying to think that. Let's go to verse 15. And it says, For then thou, thou lifted up thy face without spot, yea, thou be stephus, and shall not fear. Zophar's words were clear, clever. Job had spotted spots on his face because of his illness. But the first sentence also meant means then you will not be ashamed. But the sentence also shows that Zopar's area Zopar only spoke ears, only spoke about Job's face. Job had spot all over his body. In other words, Zophar was too simple. He thought that good people suffered for their trouble. And he thought that evil people suffered for their great trouble. Job's friends believed Zophar. They lived his simple explanation. But this explanation was not correct. In other words, they're erring. This breaks my heart. What about you? This breaks my heart. They even use the man's, the man's own wounds against him. But he stopped. 
he didn't know about all the wounds in on his body and he was basically saying that you're being punished even with these wounds because of your punishment but we know in verse 19 in chapter 1 of Job that it's not because of that Job was just trying to God was just trying to teach the devil that Job wouldn't turn his back on him and at this point in this on the book you know book uh Job chapter 11 he hasn't turned on God let's look at verses 16 through 19 and we'll just read it to 20 and says because she shall forget thy misery and remember it was as water passed away and the age shall be clearer than the noonday and shall shine forth thou shall be as morning and thou shalt be secure, because these is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in, thy, in safety. Also shalt thou lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. Yea, many shall make suit unto thee. But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall, not, shall be as giving up the ghost. These are beautiful words in, in heaven. Our lives will be like this. But in the world sometimes good people must, in this world, sometimes good people must suffer. Like Job and sometimes our friends, like Job's friends, will give us the wrong advice. When we suffer trouble, we are like Job. We must trust God even when our troubles are terrible. We must continue to praise God. We must be careful that our troubles do not cause us to do evil things. Even when we have no food, we shall still praise God. He shall give us the strength to continue to serve Him. Perhaps even this world, God will rescue us from our troubles. The happiness to Job, we will that God is able to help us in any situation but even if God does not rescue us we should still serve him even if death seems likely God will be with us and he will help us God will have a wonderful reward for us in heaven so far I thought that the wicked people always have terrible lives in fact this was his explanation to Job's trouble Job's trouble were so terrible that he wanted to die. Job did not know about heaven. Job did not know about heaven. He only knew about his earth. He had not seen God's servant gathered in heaven. He did not realize that God made the wonderful place as well as this earth. And Job did not even realize that God was proud of Job. The three friends, however, also did not realize this. When God told them about their errors, they asked Job to pray. He, they asked Job to pray for them, 
and we'll find that out more in Job 7.42, 7-9. I just wanted to close up the Bible study. <coughs> we don't know what God has planned for us unless we ask. We don't know the reason why we're going through this. If we feel we're living right for God, we need to trust Him. Because the Bible says what's meant for bad for us will turn out good. We got to stop looking at the problems, but looking at the life. Looking at God. We got to keep trusting Him in through these storms. And God will tell you, and He will help you, and He will guide you. You know, let me tell you something, saints. Me and my wife are just coming out of a Job experience, right? And let me tell you something, saints. We see a light at the end of the tunnel, don't we? God knows what he's doing. There's a reason for why it's all happening. Alright? Now, we just got to learn to trust him, just like Job did. Because even then, we're going to find uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, on chapter 12... We're going to go look at chapter 12 and we're going to study it and we're going to find his speech and we're going to find then, I will tell you already this, spoiler on some of it, that Job did not turn his back on God even after this third friend's hard rebuke. Okay? Now, we're going to go to our prayer request segment now and we're going to pray for these needs that are at the church and we're, then we're going to do our benediction prayer and then closing remarks so as you all know some of you have been listening to this podcast longer I hope some of you are picking it back up because when Hop, Hub Hopper changed their app updated it 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 was hard to figure out how to go back so if you are listening to it and you're a new listener go to God's Internet Church and it should pop up both podcasts and listen to the first few you know with a large number of them and also listen currently and then you'll get an idea what kind of podcast this is uh, We I keep numbering them what they are and I'm hoping that the people that used to listen catch on what's going on um because since it's a recorded podcast and I have no way to uh, talk to these people so I'm praying that God will bring them back in okay but we're going to pray we need to pray for James Weaver he's my dad he's part of God's Internet Church online uh, services of the church uh, he's got an aneurysm on his heart we need to pray for my mom which is Laura Lee Weaver for her back and we, and she's not feeling well. We need to pray for my cousin Margaret for a situation between her brother and her and her our leg and for the grieving of her parents. We need to pray for our friend Lloyd. He's got cancer and recovered, uh, 19 recovery because I'm sure at this point they don't have it no more. And far as I know, they're alive. Well, of course, we've been trying to text them, and they haven't got back to us yet, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're going to get on that and see if he gets, they get back to us. Um, 
Then we got to pray for my brother-in-law and my wife they, for what's going on between them and uh, with the estate closing and everything work out there. And we're going to pray for um, my friend Paul in Georgia, not the same Paul, uh, for his back, for his business to strive, and for his daughter not to get COVID-19. Then we're going to pray for my friend Sean. He's got two unspokens, plus his mom's hip recovery uh, to, to get better. we got to pray for my cousin Sharon and all the family things going on there. Then for my cousin-in-law-to-be, Justina, um, to pray for her elbow and she hit her head in the shower the other night. Um, we need to... Sunday night, I believe, last Sunday. No, Wednesday night. No, it was Sunday, I'm sorry. And then we got to pray for my Aunt Denise, for her back, and for her... Her upcoming surgery on her colon. Did everything go good there? And then we got to pray for my cousin Lori and all the things going on there in her life. And then we got to pray for my grandma to get her eyes to be feeling better and seeing better and for walking better and, and uh, hearing better. And then we pray for my blood pressure. And we got to pray for an unspoken for us about the car. We misplaced our keys and we need prayer that God to help us find them. And then, uh, and I think that's it. So, but at this point, because of our time, we're going to pray all at one time. And... And I want you to hope you wrote these down. If not, I encourage you to go back when you listen. To go back and listen to them and write them down and pray for these needs for us. And we're going to get back next Tuesday on trying to get them prayed separately. But uh, time-wise, the producer's saying we're running out of time. So we're going to pray and then pray all at once. And then we'll do our closing remarks. Uh, benediction. Uh, blessing and now closing remarks so let's pray dear heavenly father I ask you to take a call of heaven's altar I ask you to anoint the hands of the people that you want to touch these people and lord I just ask you to bring healing to these people that need it I ask you to bring guidance to the people that need it I ask you to bring knowledge and wisdom to the people that need it I ask you to bring comfort to the ones that are, are upset I ask you to bring them to meet all of these needs. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you have needs that need to be prayed for, and I don't have the number with me right now, um, I will put it out there next time that we get a chance. Um, let me see. Let me look at some past notes here to see. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we don't have the number right now, but if you do have the needs, go to God's Internet Church Group and post a post there asking for prayer for help. It's right on Facebook. You can join the group right away. I don't have no restrictions. Just, there's a button. You'll join. 
write in these down, post them, and so we can pray for you, and the whole church will see it. And in the meantime, next God's in the Next Church podcast, I will have the number written down again. We do have a number, but I don't know it by heart, and I apologize that it's not seem to be here for me to help share with you. Um, but um, we got people looking for it as I speak. Um, but we will get it to you. And uh, But right now you can go to God's Internet Church and it will get picked up if you need prayer requests and it will be added to this list. I encourage you to do that. And so we're going to go to the to the second reading of the benediction prayer blessing to you. It says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steepest, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. And I say read that as a blessing and pray that as a blessing over you right now. And I ask you to read this as a blessing over your family and read it as a blessing over in your prayer life and your family. And you will see a change in it. Let's pray for our closing. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us as we go to our closing time now, closing this podcast. And Lord, we just ask you to bring us back safe Tuesday all to listen again we ask you all this in Jesus name and be with us in a special way and have a blessed weekend we ask you in Jesus name amen on that note I want you to love one another help one another be kind to one another (laughs) even in these times because we all need help in these times I'm Pastor Ron Weaver for God's Internet Church episode 86 saying see you next time Tuesday for God's Internet Church episode 87 podcast 87 and also join us this Sunday coming up for God's Internet Church Bible God's Internet Church online service Sunday nights at 7 like I said you can be part of God's Internet Church watching it live by joining God's Internet Church podcast I mean uh, group church online group and this is our service time and you will be able to share and be with us and if not you can go and listen to it then we ask you to be a part of it on that note I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed weekend I'm Pastor Ron Weaver from my family from my family to yours have a blessed weekend and God bless you <laughs>